This is CliffCentral.com. How's it, everyone? Uh, welcome to this week's show of This is Futurology. Uh, we've got a really packed show today in a packed studio, which is nice for a change. Um, with me, as always, is B2, Brett Lindsay. How's hey, it, Brett? How are you doing, everybody? Yeah, good, man. Good, good, good. And we've got some guests joining us, which I'll introduce you just now. Um, but as per always, we start off with the app of the week. So this week, I have found an app called Nexar. So it's N-E-X-A-R. Um, after my whole Android loving session last week, I actually purposely had to look for an app that was and uh, was Apple only. And I'm <laughs> I'm glad to do it. I'm back on iOS. So basically, what Nexar is all about, it's claimed to be the first um, uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, dash cam app so what you do is you load onto your phone um, it acts as a dash cam so a lot of people are getting into that scene now and some of the stuff we've seen driving around Joburg or just South Africa as a whole it does make sense South Africa is not a hole <laughs> did I call it a hole I just said driving around the hole a hole oh, so you see the, what I did there so help you find the potholes. it does help okay, me find cool. the potholes Right, so what I really, really liked about this, I think I say really, really about every app that I find. Really? So it acts as a, really, it acts as a dash, uh, a dash cam, so you don't have to drop two grand. Um, but more importantly is if you have an incident, so let's say someone cuts you off or you're about to get into a crash, whatever, if you can touch the screen, it'll actually take a snapshot of the last 30 seconds and continue to record for 30 seconds. Oh, that's cool. So that is pretty cool. Um, I was testing it out as well. And the other thing is it's because it's GPS-based and it's linked to positioning, if you hit your brakes really hard, it will go into incident mode straight away. So it will actually start recording. Um, what they say work in progress is that Android is coming, um, which is fine. And um, also they, they will start to include things like incidents. So if you're driving on the highway, I don't know if anyone drove on the M1 this weekend, but they were derigging or fixing that big steel bridge. Um, and it just caused a massive backup on the M1. That kind of data would come through to you. So that was quite exciting as well, um, that, that you can get all of that. And it was free. I mean, that was amazing. That's cool. The question that I asked myself was battery. I mean, if you've got a camera running the whole time on a smartphone, you know, we, we know that these things char. So I ran a 15-minute recording, and um, I think it was about 20-odd Ks. And I, I lost just on 4% battery life. So That's I don't amazing. think that was too bad. You know, really if you good. if you're going to use it for that, and of course you can always plug in. Um, so yeah, the app is Nexar, and you can you can if you are an Android user, you can go onto their website. I think it was like getnexar.com, um, and leave your details, and I'll let you know when um, when the Android version is coming up. So we don't need to just watch uh, Russian road rage anymore on YouTube. We no, can we can watch our own. We'll go watch our own. Okay. Well, that's the thing. It actually logs it for you, and it, it starts to delete the older files as well, so it doesn't take up your memory. But it also shows a map of where you went and the list of the incidents each time you chop. It's obviously crowdsourced as well, hey? So the more people using it, it starts adding more information to your heads up. Yeah, I think so. Maybe they'll look at like a Waze integration or yeah, probably – it's quite funny because I don't have the Android version, and yet Google would be the no-brainer to bring that kind of data in. Yeah. Uh, but it is what it is. The reason I also chose artificial intelligence is because, um, I mean, on this show, we, we love artificial intelligence. Ding, ding. Yes, we do. Okay. So, that drum roll was actually for our friends over in New York. Did you see that uh, the guys that invented Amy got Series B $23 million funding this week? Well, that's all right then, hey? So, yeah, well done to them. Um, and I don't know, if Brett, if Go you started days. using Amy yet or Andrew, but I'm still loving her. 
Um, guys, if you want to join on the conversation, the number is 0861-555-189. Hit us on Twitter, Facebook, WeChat, etc., phone, whatever you want to do. Um, use so, the hashtag. So use the hashtag Futurology. Use the hashtag Futurology. So before I... Um, before I introduce my guests, I'm going to lead into it and, and maybe the reason as to why they're here. This last week has been quite interesting with regards to Apple versus the the FBI and the company that's claimed that they've now were able to crack the iPhone without the need of Apple, which obviously puts a, a concern out to to all iOS users. But uh, what was quite funny is how WhatsApp responded straight away. All of you have probably noticed that really irritating little message that now appears. Um, every time you send a WhatsApp, you've got encrypted. So, you know, there's a big middle finger up to the FBR. Um, like, well, now we've got a billion people that are encrypted. Good luck cracking that. And, but that user experience is pretty good. The way they get the, you have to be next to the person you're encrypting with and using your QR code to start initiating. And it's, it's quite cool because a couple of years ago, anything we tried to do on QR code, everybody was like, no, but that's a barrier, barrier to entry. How do we get QR codes to work? And now it seems to be a seamless way of apps and people connecting. So, awesome. And, that's going to be something we're discussing just now in a lot more detail because a lot happens. of people are and they tell me that we don't plan <laughs> properly for our shows. But the other thing that really, I think, rocked the whole security world was the Panama Papers. I mean, that's, yeah. that leak makes WikiLeaks look like a bit of a joke. Um, you know, and, and the kind of people that are being, being tussled up inside this mess, definitely a story worth following. Be interesting to see if the Guptas are involved there as well. I mean, they're pretty much involved everywhere else, so why not there? So, after that whole long-winded get-around-to-the-whole-smart-QR-code-and-banking-and-privacy-and-all-these-good-things, and I think just to put out there for anyone that's listened to the show in the past and the podcast, Brett and I love security and uh, encryption and the dark web and all these good things. So, our guests today are Clint and Nick, Clint Abreu and Nick uh, Haygate from Zappa. How's it, guys? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Good to be here. Good. Cool. Okay, so that was Clint first and Nick next. Nice to have you on the show. Um, we gave a little bit of a, a precursor into the QR code, and I think for everyone that's out there, if you don't know what Zappa is, you are living under a rock. Uh, or you do not go to cool coffee shops, and you're still buying that really crappy cup around the corner somewhere. And you have uh, a feature phone. <laughs> it actually would work on a feature phone, though, probably as well. You guys could tell us that just now. So I think, you know, as always, rather than trying to set up things that maybe are, are, are wrong, you guys are here for a reason. Let's just go back to what Zapper is, and, and then let's start to unpack it a bit more. Okay, cool. So Zapper is a QR code scanning app. Um, it's not just a QR code scanning app. It's used for mobile payments as well. It's a lifestyle app for mobile payments. Um, so... We're expanding into a whole lot of new sectors and markets, not just the restaurant industry, as uh, you guys have mentioned now. And we'll be at uh, pretty much all convenience stores coming soon. So um, scan, pay, go. Okay, I like the scan, pay, go. And I think what's also important to mention, today's theme is all about instant gratification in the digital world. And I think that's quite a that's something that B2 came up with in his deep mm-hmm. philosoph- philosophical uh Room. Yeah, I get to sway that one today. It's nice. <laughs> well, pick up on that, Brett. I mean, let's talk about what instant gratification actually means and why Zappa definitely falls into that kind of space. Okay. Uh, well, gratification itself is the pleasurable emotion or re- emotional reaction of happiness in response to fulfillment of a desire or goal. So gratification, like all emotions, is a motivator of behavior and thus plays a role in an entire range of human social systems. So quote, unquote, Wikipedia. Thanks for that. Now, instant gratification is the desire to experience 
pleasure of fulfillment without delay or deferment. So I get to do this right now. We also have a, a little buzzword that we call it frictionless. You're able to just get it done. And uh, basically, it's when you want it, you want it now. And instant gratification is the opposite of basically how we probably, if you were brought up in the 80s or if you've lived through the 80s and 90s before all this digital explosion, um, we're taught to, you know, good things are worth waiting for. And in the digital age now, I mean, I, my point of reference at the moment is my, my three-year-old daughter. When she wants something and I don't give it to her immediately, it's eyes closed, mouth open, cry. And that's sort of how society is starting to behave with all this uh, con- digital convenience. I'm I'm forty something years old. If I don't get what I want now, it's mouth open. I've actually seen that <laughs> <laughs> so it hasn't changed. I think being being your daughter and being a digital dude, she probably has a a smart device that she could jump on Twitter or Facebook and say that her dad's abusing her and not giving her what he wants what she wants. Well not yet, thankfully, but uh, <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> you haven't seen you haven't seen kids' book yet. <laughs> no. That's cool. But are you finding that from a a, a digital payment perspective at Zapper and, and from an e-commerce perspective, Nick, as well. Uh, everybody used to say cash is king. Uh, it seems like cash is maybe cashless is the way we're going, but convenience seems to be the big king. Yeah, Brett, uh, very much so. It's cash and context now. So context is also king. So yeah. it's, you, in the, uh, that's where instant gratification plays uh, a big part. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we're professional consumers thanks to the, the Internet of Things. We can research, resource, and, and get what we want quickly. And we, we want it now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and we want difference. We don't have to follow brands. We, we can choose. I think that ability to choose is, is very powerful. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to jump in there because I really like that statement. And, and maybe let's use this as a real example. Okay. I haven't downloaded Zapper. Okay. I'm glad, gladly I'm, I'm far enough away that I don't get a slap right about now. But there's a reason why I haven't done it. I'm going to share it with you now. No, no, I've got it. But I haven't actually activated it. And I'll tell you why I haven't. And this is, you know, walk us through this journey and maybe change my kind of mindset. I have a wallet with X number of credit cards. I'm linked to X number of loyalty systems as it is. And guys, I'm not bashing the system. I fully understand it. But I'm telling you my personal journey. I'll go to the coffee shop. I don't need to name them. There's a few of them. And it's very clearly marked. It's very clearly shown that I could get 25 Rand off my bill on my first purchase. And that, and hey, I'm, everyone's up for a deal. And it's a good call to action. And yet I haven't done it. In fact, my wife pointed out this weekend because I'd mentioned that you guys were coming on the show. And she said, well, there, yeah, wherever we were, we were at some restaurant or whatever. And she said, well, why don't you just use the app and then go through the experience? And everyone that knows me knows that when, when we do our shows and I plan, I generally use and, and, and try the things that I'm talking about. I've tried a similar app overseas, so I, I kind of know how the, how the journey works. But aren't you finding that the problem is that the call to action is happening when you're already about to pay? Now, we, our show is about instant gratification. I'm standing at the till. This is my journey. Um, got this hot cup of coffee that's just been presented to me. I want to drink the freaking thing. I don't want to download an app, find my QR scanner, uh, download the app, load the app, link a credit card, da, da, da. My coffee is going to be cold by then. So is this a challenge that you guys are feeling? Um, what's the workaround of this, or, or am I just the exception, not the norm? Um, well, no, you're quite, you're quite spot on there. Um, but at the same time, the time that it's a, a, you get your coffee, your coffee's still hot. You drink your coffee. You get that bill. You tend to sometimes wait for that credit card machine. With that time that you're waiting for that credit card machine to return, I bet you you'd probably have loaded the app, put in your credit card details and all your other information, including a, a four-digit PIN to have security. Mm. Um, and Bob's uncle, you're ready to pay. 
um, and I'd love to go sit with you at a coffee shop and we can try this out and we can just see exactly right, we can take you for coffee afterwards no problem <laughs> <laughs> coffee on <or> Nick <laughs> Nick I, and I'm sorry to cut you off there but I hear you and I'm all about convenience I mean I talk about apps all week long it's what I do if you look at my phone I don't think you're going to meet another guy who's got more apps on their device which I use that gets me into the second part of the um, I'll take you on that challenge Okay. Well, we'll do a comparison. We'll, we'll pull it out later and see who's has got more and who's longer. Um, right. And we just got that parental the red warning. Dot, the red dot killer. Yeah, there we go. But, um, I, I, I fully understand the technology and I, and I can see how it works. And that's why you guys are here. Okay. But with connectivity being an issue and, uh, as to what it is, you know, you've got to get connected. You've got to do this, this. Are we going about this the wrong way? Given the fact that we're in an instant gratification market, how do we make people start to use this? Or, or, or let's, let's, let's change the question. If you had to go to a rock concert, okay, this weekend there's the Park Life event or whatever. Do you play in that type of space where there is no cash? Because, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. We've done numerous events in the past, um, including the craft beer markets and a few okay, others. Okay, you got me there already. Boom, yep. downloaded. Yep. <laughs> right. Okay, so basically what these guys wanted to do is um, – they wanted to initially use tokens mainly for the event. Okay. Um, we came in and said, well, we can use it in a digital space and just use Zapier, for instance, instead. Uh, so initially they thought, yeah, this is great. Well, you use a guy's hassle because, you know, why not? We're going for a cash disk movement. Um, and unfortunately they started running out of tokens. So before we yeah. knew it, the whole function was just being run through Zapper itself, uh, seamlessly, securely, and everybody was happy. So the movements were going fast. There was no queue standing up at any place. Um, you're, you're ordering your beer, you're paying, and you're going. So it was really, really fast, and it worked really well. Awesome. Um, and that was on a ticketing solution included, so we, we covered the full spectrum of everything for them, and, and they were very happy with it at the end of the day. Yeah. Cool. Is there loyalty linked to this? I mean, is there… Yes. Definitely is. Um, so we've got various loyalty uh, vouchers within the app itself. If you actually go onto the app and you search for a nearby restaurant, you will find next to it says search by voucher. Um, then you can actually find vouchers within your vicinity that are, is your new area. So you'll find your local coffee shop's got a discount right there for you. Cool. So you can start being quite specific about your instant needs. You're not just hungry anymore. You're like, I'm hungry for some fine dining. And now, based on my location, I can get there even quicker. So we're fueling this the societal need for more quicker that's correct yes. no i'm just I'm not at zappa it's a you guys are meeting a need yeah. but in terms of a societal philosophy thing it's it's the way everybody's going and uh i i would i'm going to propose the question to, to everybody just now is is this a good thing or are we undermining the entire value system Got real all of a sudden. Sorry. <laughs> Did you see how the temperature? Oh, God. Yeah. So, so here. Okay, I think uh, no, you're very right. Um, as long as the service can be still maintained, yes. then I think you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so that's not coming from then, for instance, Apple now. Yeah. We're, yeah. No, we're just, just talking about just, now. Just in general, now, your general yeah. merchants pushing out there. Um, you can go in and offer them all these great tech savvy yeah. things to date and all these apps, but if you're not able to supply that support yeah. and, and that service, yeah, then you're pretty much dead in the water. Yeah. So as long as you can back it up with decent service, then yes, I agree. You, cool. You'll be going forward. I think you hit the nail on the head there. The word service has become such a key thing. You know, last week or the week before, I was going to bury a network, one of our telcos, and I chose not to. Um, I'm really trying hard now not to again because it still hasn't been resolved, <laughs> and that's a week or two weeks later. I am going to bury an airline. Again, I won't bury them by name, but I had a, I had a horrific experience on an airline coming back from a country. And, um, 
you know, I couldn't, I couldn't, there was no contact information. There was no, there was no resolve. So of course I jumped onto social and then I got a resolve because we've learned that's what you do. The resolve was we'll reply to you within 15 working days. Okay. <laughs> that was the resolve. Now we're talking about instant gratification. Instant so I jumped back on social and I continued my little war. Um, and I got a, I got a little bit further and I got asked to please DM. At least I didn't delete my comments on their page. Um, cause that would have really been fun. Then I get, <laughs> I'm laughing because it came through today. I got an email today. How would you rate our customer service? Okay. So I'm, I mean, really, I jumped on there. I went zero, 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 zero. They give you a block and I wrote them the whole right text. I mean, it's like you aren't actually connected to your customer service. You some company that's been outsourced to follow up on every email or every inquiry and you're looking for Kumba fucking ya and it's not going to happen, you know. Mm. Now, I got an order response saying, thank you for your reply. We value your service. <laughs> now, the reason I'm not going to name the airline is probably because it's probably the same with everyone. Mm. So, to me, the battle is service. I have no problem paying for stuff. I really don't. In fact, I'm quite happy to pay over the odds if I need to. But I expect service and I expect that when I'm spending money as the customer that I get that kind of feel that comes back. Um, you know, you guys have put together a service and I think the key word there is convenience. All right. Um, you mentioned that it's restaurants, it's events. How else does this evolve? And I think just before we continue, I just want to jump in there for those that maybe don't know. But we're talking about the QR code that you see at the end of a bill or a purchasing environment. I mean, does that sum up Zappa? correctly or is it more than just the qr code are there other mechanics that i actually don't know about or that you're not liberty to, to talk about uh we can share briefly so you know sharing's caring <laughs> thanks absolutely <laughs> and we're here for that <laughs> so i mean the natural migration is e-commerce so i mean convenience and e-commerce go hand in hand so uh zapper is going to be seen in in a different in a different space it's not just a mobile app it's um it's for um, the whole of the internet, um, so we can check out or we can check out through an in, um, uh, a website, um, and your QR code will be at your traditional checkout. So there's uh, that, that evolution of e-commerce and social commerce and and your buying habits and spending habits. We we all migrating into what we call digital commerce, um, and we want that to be seamless and transparent through through all of the internet. Yeah. It's not just an app. So that, that's kind of what sorry to interrupt. No, no, that's care. kind of what we we're talking about with uh, at Lady Lives, uh, Candace Sutherland, yep. a while back about internet security. I mean, people are becoming very discerning about how they engage, especially when mm -hmm. it comes to financial uh, transaction. Um, so to have a lot of the stuff done on your phone, where you have a sense of security on it. This is my device. I'm not. I'm not at the risk of somebody taking my credit card away and. and having fraudulent activity i'm not having uh, a skimmer on my card uh, because i'm putting it into a machine so now you've got this sort of this owned sense of security on on the device that now extends beyond your physical experience at a restaurant you've actually now got it online as well um and i mean it's something quite new that's been implemented uh yes well, well it's 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 in process so okay. you know we rate rate of change of technology so yeah. we have to evolve um and the the, the explosion of e-commerce in this country is phenomenal yeah um so th there's a whole new market and we we have to explore that and most of it's going mobile exactly growth. if i can just jump in there i have a long history with e-commerce um i brought square to south africa and got shut down on emv1 
I brought Izetel to South Africa, got shut down on uh, EMV2. I still consult to a couple of the financial institutions on, on certain e-commerce. The thing that I've found, it's the schoolboys club. If you don't have the right school tie that the four of them wear, then you have got no chance. And that's kind of what happened because we've seen those type of devices that I've mentioned come out in different names. They were no different from the tech that I brought you, but because I wasn't at one of the big four, I wasn't allowed to play and drink the Kool-Aid. Are you guys backed by one of these guys? Um, if you're not allowed to, if you're not allowed to answer, that's fine. We'll move swiftly on. I can do a button. No, but it, no, but no, hold on a second. I mean, I'm, I voiced my opinion. That's yeah. just how it is. And I'm quite happy to sit in any of the room of the aforementioned that I try to sell this tech to. Um, you know, so if you, if you, you know, we can't talk about the banking side and that, that's fine. But even just outside of Zapper and outside, cause you mentioned e-commerce. I'm going to come back to that now, Nick. Um, it's very hard for people to play in the e-commerce space from a fulfillment or payment point of view. And let's be honest, you, you're dealing with people's money, okay? It's not like, uh, you know, here's my shirt. If you don't like it, bring it back. We give you a new one. Here's my details. I'm taking your cash. Well, sorry for you. I've just found it very difficult to get into. And there's a lot of good stuff up there. If you look at, uh, I think, I think it's Absa's doing it. They've got a program called Rise where they're encouraging people to come up with cool payment technologies or, or, or to play in the space and the reason for that is exactly what you said Nick e-commerce is booming I mean it's going backward vertical at the moment it's not like do you think about shopping online it's like when are you shopping online again so you mentioned that it could be a payment exit or payment termination technology so in other words instead of Visa or MasterCard PayFast PayPro etc etc are you saying then that Zappa and your kind of technology could work in in, or is it happening or is that something you are working on is, is the question no it will happen it's I th- and i think everybody will go that way and um, are you doing beaters already in that space or you're not allowed to say i mean i don't mind if you're not allowed to say you can say i'm not allowed to say <laughs> uh absolutely doing beaters so cool. it's um you know it's it pay, a lot of payment systems out there um you know and that's you want to be as many checkout options as possible. Yep. So it just, it's making it more convenient for, for the consumer at the end of the day. So that's going to lead to more micropayments uh, over time rather than, you know, no one's going to go and buy a car yet with a QR code. You'll be surprised. Really? You'll be surprised. That's um, interesting. Okay. Yeah, the, we've had uh, some really high transactions before. Um, I'm not going to tell you on what it was and whatnot, but yes, you'll be surprised on what guys are buying with their credit cards these days. Personally, I have a few friends that have bought cars on credit card, which to me was... Outstanding. No, I, 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 I think that would make sense, though. Um, so if you can purchase with a credit card, you can purchase with a Zapper. There's no difference. Okay, that was the question. So basically, yeah. if, the, if there's a card terminal facility, you can use a Zapper. And your, your footprint, guys. I mean, I only know Zapper in the, the food industry. And I must say, I've seen it everywhere. I, I'm yet to actually see a bill that doesn't have a call to action or has the the like little hanging thing sticker at the till point uh, you know what i mean i can't think yeah. of the word a wobbler, a wobbler. A wobbler. thank you i was like one. i've got this thing and i'm doing this in my hand it's flowing up you're and wobbling down. it so. i'm wobbling it's like the goodbye fat but um you know your your current footprint and your current rollout plans i mean that's the exciting part of this journey because Definitely. i think the more you enable that's the key word mm-hmm. it, the more people will use it but the second question we we, we always talk about android and ios one, do you have you bothered to build for Windows? I mean, is there a Windows? Yes. Okay. Yes, there is. And then I was joking with Brett earlier about the feature phone guys and that. But <laughs> surely you 
you probably can have a feature environment because uh, it's still a QL. Probably no? can, but probably will never ever that. venture into okay. it. No. Um, currently, if you go around, you'll find that even your street sweeper might have a smartphone on it. I agree today. 100%. So why even bother go backwards? We continue going forward, and that's the future. Um, so mm. let's not... No, feature phones should be outdated and it's sitting like the, next to a walkie-talkie right now. It's like the 4x3 CRT TV. Have you still got one of those? <laughs> uh, no. no. <laughs> so everything but, has to stay in futurology. Mm. is always about... I know, I know you've got a, you've got a great lean, line of thought to come up now. I just want to have one more little statement. Sweet. Um, from the merchant accepting side, okay, it's all, cause let's be honest, it's a two-way relationship. I want to use Zappa to pay as the consumer, but you obviously, I need somewhere to pay. Is it in their interest to use Zappa because it reduces the fees? Like credit card, they pay X or some people don't even take diners and Amex because the merchant fee is so expensive. And I've actually seen that. I've gone and my father-in-law has an American Express card. We've gone to wherever and they've gone, no, we don't take it. And I know they do. I know that the machines are capable, but they sell you down. Is Zappa playing in a position where it's worth a merchant? And why I'm going to that question is in South Africa, we're very entrepreneurial. There's a lot of these micro businesses. I mean, Brett just mentioned it now, the smaller jobs, the smaller payments. Um, does Zappa allow for the inverted commas, the man on the street, like the consultant to be able to be a merchant without a credit card terminal? Or yes. Is it, Okay. Yes, we completely Take do. us through that journey because that's, that's the future. I mean, okay, so the man on the streets himself can actually sign up with Zappa. It's free to sign up. There's no initial costs or anything. You're going to just get a standard rate on a, your credit card transaction. Um, and they effectively come out with a static QR code, which we like to just call it a static QR code. Okay. It's printed out and it sits right in front of the merchant and the person can scan it, pay and go. Uh, it's not like the same as on your receipt, which would be a, um, from the restaurant. That's called a dynamic code. The difference between those two is the static code you've got to put in your own information, including the amount. Um, and then the dynamic has got all that information in for you, including a tip field. So, uh, yes, we do cater for those guys. And coming from one of the banks that uh, I spoke to in their credit card division, um, they actually are nervous about what we're doing. We ca- they're currently having to cut their rates because we've gone so much lower than them. Um, which is great for the merchants and ultimately the consumer at the end of the day. Um, we are cutting those costs. We are bringing those costs down. And that allows the merchants now to give out better specials to the end of the day, the customer. Okay. And then the last question that I have before, Brett, I said that on the question before. It's okay. Is, we know you like to talk. I know. Good things are worth waiting for. Oh, thanks, Brett. You're so kind. <laughs> the, the, this one for me is the real kicker. What about the, I hate using the word, but what about the unbanked, the people that don't have credit cards because Zappa, my understanding, you link your credit card or debit card, I would assume, because it's it's got cash to query. Is there a wallet environment or is this something that would evolve uh, or is that not the market? It, like it, you're not it, it is in a space that we are talking about. Um, whether we're going that route or not is another story. Okay, so at um, the moment it's a credit card. At the moment it is a discussion, yes. At the moment, credit card. In um, debit, no. Debit, yes. Uh, okay. Just depending on which bank you're with okay. and what their security features are on that debit card. Okay, no, that's fair. I mean, yeah. you, know, you you were quite clear that you're not going on a smartphone. So it, at the moment, if credit's the way to go, but that's obviously quite an interesting space for us, given the, the demographics of the country. Yes. No, yeah. look, we definitely want to tap into debit cards. We definitely want to go into to wallets, cool. uh, you know, and it is a space it's looking at. All right, excellent. Cool. So if I could open up the discussion now. So we're going to step away from Zappa specific and then e-commerce and all that, but let's open up the idea of value today what is what is the meaning of value what is the true value of value and where is value in in all of our supply chains and um, one of the things is with everything getting quicker um, the time so 
Google has taken the time between knowing something or not knowing something and knowing something to be that much. Therefore, we've started to place less value in information. Um, the value of wanting our luxuries to uh, being able to actually get them with the, the speed of the internet and being able to shop online, never leave home. I, I'm sitting on my couch. I want this now and I get it delivered in four to five hours if you've got drone technology nearby you and Amazon are trying to do their fresh foods things. I don't know if you've seen that lately. <laughs> yes. They're have. launching this. And um, yeah, so I mean like the next day you get what you wanted, which I mean, gone are the days. We've come a long way since the Oxwagon. Yes. And uh, the value there, I mean, it took you months to get great meat there. So therefore the value was a lot higher. They place a lot higher value on fresh food. Today, we can get it almost immediately. And are we deteriorating value or are we just differentiating where the value lies in the digital space? Nick? Oh, great question. Uh, you know, I think it's the value is still there. It's just it's quicker um, and it's more accessible. It's more searchable. It's more understandable because um, we've got Google and, and YouTube, how-to videos. So YouTube is the world's second biggest search engine and it's, yeah. it's on how-to videos. Yeah. Um, forums, blogs, all of that adds adds great um, uh, voices of reason, voices of authority. So we, we make far more informed decisions now than ever in our entire living history. Yeah. So I think that that's the biggest value is, is information and, and access to information and then the splice in the, the convenience of using information to actually go purchase that. Yeah. I think we, we're living in a phenomenal time. Oh, it's, um, it's fantastic. I mean, the, the next best thing to knowing is knowing where to find it. Absolutely. And what does that do for specialists then? It's just a, this is the philosopher now flipping everything on its head yes. and having the discussion. <laughs> sure. I mean, you know, you can be a, a specialist can be anybody now. I yeah. mean, there's so many formulas and variations of, yeah. of specialty. Um, and you can see that in, in, in small to medium enterprises now. You don't have to have a shop front. Yeah. You don't have to have traditional retail space. You don't have to have to have bricks and mortars costs. You yeah. can uh, go get a Shopify or a Wix or a WooCommerce and you're away. And you could yeah. be – even Facebook is now a commercial model. And that's why we're seeing this, this sort of global startup, this global Silicon Valley mm. type idea that's that's hitting the market. Everybody's yeah. got the opportunity or the ability to do a, yeah. a very lean startup mentality to, to business. And that's yeah. why I think it, it nurtures new ideas. Yeah, well, so I'm going to shoot that to you because you like new ideas. Yeah, I do. Well. I mean, I'm, so. I'm thinking of one right now. If I if I look at, you know, I've you've probably heard it more than I have. But people say, oh, the QR code is dead, you know. Um, and I go, well, I'm an app developer. In order for you to get my app, I give you a QR code. So, shit, I hope not. Um, and I've seen a couple of downloads and there's no other way to get there. So, nah, don't think so. Um, the question I have to get to is fraud. And I'm not attacking any specific brand yet. I'm talking about the QR code because I know how to generate a QR code. I know that it's it's quite hard to replicate where the QR code goes. But I'm pretty sure there's some clever boys up in the north of Africa that could probably figure it out. Um, but something that was brought to our attention in, in a couple of shows back, what do we call her? Duchess, Doctress Doom. Doctress. Doc, yeah, Doctress Doom. Doctress Doom. Yeah. Um, I think every bank and financial organization has a someone doom as well. But the question is, is you mentioned that you have PIN on Zappa, but let's, again, let's just look at everything that has to do with online. Going back to instant gratification, going back to the need to get things now, people are so quick to click. I mean, I don't know what phone, what do you guys use? Are you Android or Apple? Uh, Apple. Apple. Apple? Yeah, Both Apple. of you? Yeah. Oh, check at that. Bazinga. <laughs> right, so it doesn't apply to us. Okay, but hypothetically, let's say one of us was silly and we had an Android here. So, um, 
no one reads those damn terms and conditions. And I'm sure you guys have terms and conditions. I know I do when I put apps together. Uh, I download the app. I link my card. I go and make a payment. I don't put in my PIN code. My phone gets stolen. Because we had this discussion. If you steal my wallet, you can use my credit card until I stop it. You, the, the CVV numbers there. You can go online. You can shop. You can do what you want. I would have to think that the QR actually gives us a bit more security on the basis that you can't do anything because it's not a wallet, number one. Number two, if your phone is in lock mode, like pin lock or screen lock or whatever it is that guys use facial recognition biometrics, um, you know, it actually makes it a lot more secure. But what happens in an environment where someone can scan a code or, or let's, let's, let's do it another way. I'm standing minding my own business. Someone comes and puts a gun to my head and says, right, you're going to pay using your, your phone to unlock it. Are there any fail-safe mechanisms that can be built into the online world um, over and above the pin? Are there secondary pins? Because there was a bank overseas that did a whole thing on a secondary pin. If you were, I think it was in Brazil. Cause I think their crime rate's pretty much as bad as ours. I think we vie for first and second. Yeah, it's like kind of that race that no one wants to win. <laughs> but you can go to an ATM. You can enter a different PIN code. It will spit money out, and then it will say you've reached your daily limit or whatever it is. So let's say it spits out $100 or whatever their currency is. and then, But that secondary PIN actually alerts um, bank security. Or I mean, I thought that was brilliant when I mm. came across that. And I don't know why people haven't started doing things yet. And guys, if you're listening out there in the financial institutions, ATM machines, here we go. Is there that kind of opportunity? Because I know that a QR code is pretty dedicated. You scan, it does that. It's like almost one-dimensional. Or am I wrong? No, you're right. Um, luckily, most of the time when you're making a purchase with Zappa, you're in a public area, markets, restaurants. So hopefully you're not going to have a gun next to your head in a restaurant being forced to, sure. to make a purchase. I'm um, not talking about just Zappa now. I'm saying from the QR side because I'm not that technical on the QR. But I mean… You were talking about online where you would be able to check out. I'm assuming the me- the mechanics will be the same. It's still a QR, okay? Um, is there a way that you could alert people? Or, or can you add more than one dimension to a QR code? I think that's where I'm trying to get to. Or is it, if scanned, do that? So uh, just in terms of, we have been recently doing a lot of R&D on, on barcodes and QR codes. Uh, Barcodes, the standard ones that you see in, in your, your shops on your liquid fruit bottle or box or whatever, that's known as a 1D code. It's yeah. actually called a 1D code. Right. It doesn't hold any information. It is purely a reference point to a database. So all the database has to link to that reference point. Um, a 2D code, which is a QR code, actually holds real information. And I'm not sure exactly, maybe you guys can tell us exactly how much information, but it actually holds information. So you can create using the the new APIs that are freely available. It's an open source technology as well, which is great. So you can actually go and develop real-time new data in a QR code space that when scanned will provide you as much data as it can provide. Sorry, I'm dropping. I haven't asked a question yet, so I'm just going to like everybody linger. The sound of silence there. Scan the QR code now for more information. (laughs) Um, They actually did a – there was a TED Talk a while back where they actually said if we had to take all the information on on Wikipedia – and put it into a QR code. It was like the size of Manhattan or something. Uh, and the, the QR code would have to be that big in order to get all the information. And um, like I, I'm taking this out of, out of out of my own sort of carte blanche, but that's sort of the the idea is that 2D codes in the space hold information. 1D codes are reference points. Um, the important thing is if you're holding information, what is the information? Who gets that information? Um, I yeah. think that's there's the question. 
I agree. And, I, and if I can just add on there, why I'm getting to that, the concert industry, okay, not only from the buying alcohol and T-shirts and stuff, I'm talking about going in. So I had a concert ticket that was printed, you know, you print it home, you can still print it home, and that had a QR. And you, you go to the turnstile and you scan it in. Now, I know I can't make a copy of that. Well, I can, but I know that once it's been scanned, it will register. That's, I think, where I was going with the multidimensional. So let's say, for example, not only is it a concert, but I'm a VIP. Can I use that code in two different reading environments? And the reason I'm saying that is I asked you earlier that with Zappa, for example, it's a payment portal that also links to um, rewards or benefits. So now, if I've gone and redeemed at X, I've used the same QR code because it's the merchant code to pay, but it's also the merchant code to redeem. Or is that not something that's possible? Or is it something that... With your dynamic QR codes, it's always unique. Okay. Each and every single one of them that are printed out is completely unique every single time. So uh, it won't be a repeat one. And if it is a repeat one, we've got a feature already that if you're going to try and pay for that bill twice, it'll automatically stop that bill. Okay, but now that means you have to be connected then as well. So it's a, you do need some form of connectivity. Yes. And is speed as important as it is with a credit card transaction? Because I know with a credit card, you've got about 16 seconds to complete the transaction. Um, we can do it in less than 16 seconds. Um, I just don't actually know whether… Yeah. Is it required though is what I'm saying. You, no. you know, if I scan the… Because my, my biggest concern with, with newer tech as such when it's not that physical tangible and I think I speak for a lot of our listeners as well is I scan it something is happening but we don't know what that something is the little wheel goes round and round and That's off it, it goes I get impatient I go cancel in the meantime I walk out the shop because now I've paid with a traditional medium and like, ding well done you bought so that's what I'm talking do you have that same like if it fails within 30 seconds it will come back and say failed couldn't connect whatever it doesn't stay open ended because what I, you know you've scanned the code so you've called the action. Yeah, no, it won't stay open ended. It will either tell you successful transaction or failed yeah, transaction. Cool. And if that person felt that it did take too long, or for some reason the line dropped in any way, and the transaction did go through, and they still paid with their credit card, we will be able to track that and reimburse them yeah. immediately. So I've actually been that guy. Uh, I think when <laughs> Brett, are you that guy? I was that guy. Um, <laughs> so when when Zappa first came out, I think I was probably one of the earliest adopters of of Zappa in the country. I was like, cool, new tech, and it was just. I found out about it because of a woohoo, yeah, for me. Um, no, that's always a good and a bad thing. I, I was also one of the beta testers of Snow Leopard when it came out. Okay. Enough, enough, enough. Sit down, thanks. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's a good and a bad thing for being an early adopter. The one is you get to play with all the bugs before everybody else gets to fix them for you. Um, and one of the things was just the, the real process of how fast this actually had become because it is fast. I mean, you only have to download the app once. The actual engagement, the transaction process, you don't have to wait for them to go, f- wait for the other waitress or waiter to stop with the card machine. I could just do it all there. Um, the fact that I don't have to sit and calculate tips anymore is fantastic. The fact that I could sit down with a multiple group of people and actually start splitting the bill and it all does it for you. And that's one, some of the things that really started to work well in the favor. Some of the things that did get, uh, was a bit of an issue at the, in the early days was I did have a multiple duplication come through and the Zappa support was fantastic. I mean, that, that's one example. And I, I want us to keep it open to, to the rest of the, the market as well. But the support and you see it, you touched on it earlier. Service becomes the important thing. And that's, I think, where the new value is. The value is not in the, so much the thing so much. It's the experience of the thing. It's how you experience it. <laughs> 
I'm just playing, I'm, do- I'm playing buttons. I'm doing lips and selfies in the corner. Doing pictures here. and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> you carry on. But yeah, so I mean, I've been been really impressed with this with this with the service, and I think that's where the value for me lies, and the fact that I was able to use it uh, in in a cashless. Uh, moment in my life uh, walking down the beach with my daughter and uh, you know you knee deep in the waves and all of a sudden you feel like a bear and hey there just happens to be a bar with zapper in it and that was convenient um, but there are the other things where you can do market research evaluation of places so you start being this crowdsourced critique of places to be and places to go and it's always beyond that the big data behind what we're looking after becomes starts becoming more of the value um, and I'm talking a lot. So, but no. <laughs> can I shoot it off to Clinton, guys? Like, how does that value proposition work from a a digital e-commerce? And Nick and Clint just jump in here. But the value proposition is: yes, it's a service that offers you transaction. But what is the true value beyond that as well? There's more than just swiping a card. No, absolutely. I mean, we we get to know the customers. We get to know buying habits, um, frequency of that, and that's where our the, the the loyalty system comes in. So we can reward, or we can say, look. Hey, you haven't spent in a while. You've downloaded the app. You haven't used it. Um, it's not just to to catch people to make a purchase. It's yeah. actually say, look, this really is a convenient app. Um, it, it works. Um, it's in 13 countries around the world. It's not. It's here to stay. Mm. The support is here, and and we 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 real. We we work. So it's and we want to know the customer and the merchant and and bring those two together. I yeah. think that's the ultimate ecosystem is uh, merchant and customer. And Zap is intermediary, and we 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 all know each other, and yeah. we make it work. And the the truth is, with this instant world and this instant society, the the gap to actually try and interact with people is is shortening. So, as a brand or a marketing, uh, as a marketer, to try and find that opportunity to get the research back from someone, you have to you have to try and find the moments between moments to say, how are we tracking you? How can we make things relevant for you? Um, everybody's so easy to just fast forward the PVR these days or push the skip on YouTube and you've got it you've literally got that five seconds or shorter <laughs> to try and make an impression um, and because of that it's sort of place it in their hands make it convenient make sure it's part of the experience let's go back to the instant gratification side okay so leave payments off the table for now you know your your environment came from a need okay as opposed to a want and these are these are words that uh, Brett and I bent around all the time in fact I'm trying to I'm trying to get the need want through to my 10-year-old at the moment, you know. I want, do you need? No, good. But uh, my wife keeps throwing it back at me saying, <laughs> do you need or do you want as well? <laughs> we are that society. I mean, that trigger's pulled. We way past. If if, if it wasn't that environment of need, um, I don't think half the businesses that we have would exist. And more importantly, I don't think half of the online transactions would actually occur. Um one thing that I'd like to try and find out is what have you come across in this environment that could actually play into the kind of spaces you, you, you're going into? Because at the end of the day, everything has a financial transaction. So we can leave that aside. It doesn't matter how you actually pay for it. I'm worried about the mechanics of the payment. There is going to be a payment, whether it's a shady stop off on Ravonia Road or it's a, a car like your friend bought. So the payment's a given. Nothing's for free. We know that. But... Where are the instant gratifications? I mean, the research, you guys must be pushing incredible data with what's going on online from location. Um, Brett, you mentioned just now with regards to crowdsourcing and, and, and that. I always take TripAdvisor very seriously. You know, if, if I'm going to, if I'm going to look at a hotel or I'm going to look at a restaurant in a foreign country or even a town, I mean, it doesn't have to be overseas. It could be Cape Town. Um, 
I'm going to take that quite seriously. So in this instant gratification world that we live in, where we've got to decide last minute, we're going out for supper, where do we go? Do we choose the reviews and you have that kind of data? Because Nick, you mentioned you can push. Do we choose ability to pay? Um, do we choose the menu or the offering itself? What are you guys seeing in this research? Because you you plugged into the online community. You're seeing these transactions. Yeah, a great question. I mean, it's it's an, as um, B two B two <laughs> two breaths. What do we call the second breath? Yeah. The breaths. breaths. Um, it's yeah, it's all in the big data, and I think I mean that's a a, a term that's been banding around, but yeah. it's it's the actual analysis of that is something that's quite quite intense, and it takes it takes time. I mean, we mm. we want to track the um, irony of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know, the problem with mobile payment is mobile. Yeah. So geolocation doesn't really fit. You know, unless yeah. it's in an event, um, then yes. But um, so it's it's mainly um, buying frequency and buying habits mm. that we want to track, and right. then and then learn the customer. Um, and that's ultimate. Uh, it's just it's just to help that uh, the next round of purchasing yeah. um, and, and decision making. What are you yeah. seeing? I mean, if you if you're looking at that data, what are we buying online? I mean. I mean is that not something you really study because you're more worried about the payment side? But what what if you do? You know, it can't just be coffees. And it can't also be just what you guys are and following. It's not cars. I'm sure you guys <laughs> Yeah, well it depends. Not uh, but you guys would be looking at from what people are using your product versus what other products have been used, I mean I assume in the research side. What are South Africans buying online? What is our general top five or what's our basket sure. looking like? I mean it, it traditionally it's always been consumer electronics. Um, followed by fashion, yeah. and now it's not really opening up. Um, so a lot more, a lot more market diversity, um, and that's these are places where we're going uh, with e-commerce. Mm. So it's kind of watch the space. That's all I can say. <laughs> the secrecy. It's like having bread three here, huh? Well, it's going to have one day. If you're listening, buddy, we need to get you in. We need a bread, bread, and bread show <laughs> just to confuse everybody more. <laughs> Um, so a while back we actually spoke about it was one of the one of the shows was about e-commerce and we had uh, Candace Sutherland on I think while you were jet setting or getting blown away in Australia somewhere. Please elaborate. Uh, getting blown away by a cyclone yeah, in yeah. Australia. Somewhere. Well, okay. Yeah. If you <laughs> want to call her a cyclone, that's fine. <laughs> uh, so there was a there was an article in Meanburn and uh, as a whole there were uh, a bunch of things that actually came through and the most popular, as you mentioned, was the spend category was fashion. South Africans are also buying more items in this category than any other countries uh, from any other countries than than any other. So so locally, we're actually we're actually being proudly South African. We can buy local stuff, so we we will. And the, the nice thing about that is we're starting to promote. So there's value again, and not just in a microeconomic but a macroeconomic uh, perspective. Um, then the rest is uh, consumer electronics, which was about thirty percent in 2015, and then the instant stuff. I mean, we're talking about instant. Cat- gratification i want to buy an app so i will buy the app and i will get the app like the very next second and i think that's where a lot of people again it leads to that frictionless thing so buying ebooks buying applications buying videos buying um yeah your your films and your music from your your iStore and subscription-based thing is the thing that they expect is going to take off a little bit more you yeah, actually took the thoughts straight on because yeah. i was going to ask about in app you know you know at the moment and we app developers, all of us sitting in this room have, have developed and, and, and put apps up. That's the holy grail is getting people. I mean, let's look at Clash of Clans. See, I didn't say Angry Birds, although they're going there. 
No, you didn't say Angry I Birds. I didn't say Angry Birds. <laughs> <laughs> you see that? I didn't actually say Angry Birds. But um, it's just that I always talk about Angry Birds as my reference. But like everyone has the McDonald's factor. Angry Birds is mine. But if you take Clash of Clans, I mean, I, I, they have about 150 million downloads or active players. That's my understanding. Mm. Their money is not from the game. It's free. The money is from the in-app. Yeah, but the in-app is controlled by the stores. Now, that's pretty much the last stronghold that needs to be broken. And that's what's mm. exciting about you know the technologies that you guys are working on is that could we remove the need for an iStore and a Play Store to fulfill? And I say that because you're paying 30%. Now, if I walk into a restaurant and I buy a fashion shop, I mean fashion, I go into Brand X, yeah, yeah, but not even online. Oh, yeah. You know, you can go into a brick and mortar. I can pick up a top. The merchant pays a maximum five percent if it's an American Express or diners, right? No more than five percent. If I try and do it through an app and I and I conclude or check out via the app, that's thirty percent. That's a lot of money. Not if you move into an online portal, but if you're doing an app-based, in other words, an in-app purchase, which is where we're going. That's probably the biggest consumption online would be an app. Um, is that a space that you guys could play in? Not necessarily that you are looking at. I'm talking about you and the collective of the non-traditional payment portals. In other words, it's not a credit card. Uh, you know, is that is that something that could be looked at? Is it happening? Yeah, I definitely think it's something that could be looked at. Yeah. yeah. There's Not a smile see. there. Yeah. There's something that could be looked at. Quickly make so, a note, go and build it now. So <laughs> the skinny end of the conversation of the of the show, I mean, we've got uh, a couple of minutes left. Um, and being Futurology, I'm going to throw it to you guys, uh, dig in whoever. What is the future? Where is the growth? Uh, where are we going and where are we growing, basically, at this point? So from an e-commerce perspective, from an instant gratification perspective, I mean, the next billion are going to come from, we hope, Africa uh, connected. How does that play into not just Zappa specific, but how do you see digital landscape improving over the next five, ten years? Sure. Uh, mobile commerce, uh, that's just going to go, grow and grow and grow. I mean, that, that's, that's a truly African landscape as well. Um, we are, I mean, the stats are we are more mobily enabled than, than any other nation in the world just through, through circumstance. Okay. So, you know, from e-commerce perspective, um, a lot of cross, uh, cross-border um, so, uh, so product going out of South Africa, I think that's going to happen now, and mm. it, and it is. Um, just logistics. We just got to pin down the logistics side. Africa is a different. It's 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 not uh, easy in a in a f- sort of fulfillment model. So we need to yeah. look at that, and that's what that's actually what needs to be looked at. E-commerce is easy, actually. Okay. Um, you mentioned earlier, Clint, that you're in 13 countries. Are they all African based, or is it an international product? Or? International product. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can't actually tell you off the top of my head what those 13 countries are, um, but from what I do remember, we definitely got a stronghold in the US, Spain, England. Um, South Africa is our flagship, is where we pioneer pretty much everything, and we take it out of the cross. So your growth is definitely going to be Africa-focused as well? Yes, definitely. definitely. Well, I mean, if you look at the, the guys from last week, Brett, the, you know, they refer to us as the next billion, which we are. Yeah. I'm talking about the continent, obviously. Yes. Um, I mean, the, the growth... In, in mobile and smart mobile. I mean, if you see what China's yes. sending to us, it makes 100%. The, I think before I put Brett back in the hot seat, <laughs> uh, which I like to do, um, is there an opportunity for embedded? And why I say that is, you know, if you look at NFC, okay, so all Android phones have NFC chips. The, the new iPhones have an NFC or Apple Pay, but it's only for Apple. doesn't work for us. Um, 
that to me is, is really the holy grail. Nick, you just said mobile payments. We saw in Black Friday and Cyber Monday, whatever they called, mobile was through the roof in the States and the UK. So it's, it's obvious that South Africa and Africa will move into mobile payments. M-Pesa, you mentioned with cross-border. I mean, that's where that goes. I can definitely see how your system would work because the M-Pesa model, the way I understand it, it's actually a bit cumbersome, whereas you could scan here, scan there. It's an automatic transaction. Boom, you're done. Um, but what about embedded? You know, we all try and get onto people's phones. Is there a possibility that we're going to see payments being built into phones linked to the networks? I mean, the networks would love that. I don't know if they're allowed to play in that space. You know, I don't think in South Africa we're allowed to take airtime and turn it into currency. I'm not 100% sure, but I don't think you can go and pay for your car or your shirt or whatever using your mobile money. Clint, you're looking perplexed. Am I wrong? No, no, no. no. I'm, 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 I think I've read, I read up. I think I've read up something new on there. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to say anything right now because it's also something that. Because that's interesting. Yes, I it mean, is. Yes, you yes. know, they've they've become dinosaurs. Let's be honest. Yes. You know, the word service provider doesn't even pertain anymore. So if they could own the actual payment gateway, yes. So you say, watch the space. So we need yeah. to find out on that, Brett, and see who's playing in that space, and we can yeah. get them in, try and put them in the hot seat. I, I personally think the. The digital landscape starts lending itself to being more agnostic to how it approaches to to the end user or to the consumer. Um, I personally do not like the um, the the term consumer because once you've consumed something, it's gone. I like the 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 term engager or um, and because an engagement is something that lasts. It's an experience that can live on beyond that point. And I think that's sort of what the digital landscape starts to own. So whether or not you're the service provider providing the the tool to get there or the conduit to get there, or you're the e-commerce partner helping you get to the thing ultimately you want to make sure that all around that experience is something that you want so whether it's your iphone that gets you there or your android or whatever it is people are i think true value in the digital space starts to be how do i get from a to b how do i get that to happen without having to worry too much about that bit in the middle when we spoke to david Coe from remix an operating system one of the terms around what makes a good operating system is something that the user doesn't actually realize they're using that's mm-hmm. a good operating system. And that becomes sort of the the idea for me of the digital landscape, this agnostic thing where people aren't really worried too much about what or who they're using as long as they can get it done. Cool. That, was that your concluding? I suppose it could be. Uh, I was going <laughs> to say because uh, that was quite a cop-out. I didn't actually ask you for the concluding comments. You can comment. drop another one if you want. It. Okay. Give me your, let's wrap cool. it up. Give well, me your concluding we've got, comments. Cause we've only we've got a few seconds left. So I just want to do, I really would like to say thanks to Nick. Uh, thanks to Clint. Thanks guys for coming yes, through guys, and, thank and sharing you. your thoughts. And cool. hopefully thank you very much for having us. Yeah. Great. So is that, are you ready? I'm and ready. Go. So until next time, keep your screens clean and your knobs shiny. Download the Cliff Central app. Available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. This is CliffCentral.com.